Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Rungan Radio. We have special guest Joey Mullen later on tonight with the of course we're gonna discuss the song you just heard, Baby Blue. It was the final song on a very popular television show called Breaking Bad. Cruiser Mel, you're a fan of that show, am I right? Yes, sir. Well, I came in late on the bandwagon, but I'm still catching up. They still run reruns, so uh I'm putting the pieces together, but yeah, excellent. Excellent song for the ending, the finale of that show. Perfect. So, Joey, of course, with Badfinger, Todd Album produced one of their albums, Straight Up, which had that song on it, as you probably know if you're listening to this. We want to thank Billy James for helping us out, his PR company, Glass Onion. And we are excited about this one. We're going to get into all kind of stuff with him, we hope. Hope he'll stay on for a while. He'll be on in about eh, 10 to 15 minutes. So before then, of course, we will do our announcements about Todd Rundgren. <laughs> Todd who? Todd Rundgren. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. unpredictable tour is done for now anyway. We don't know if he'll take it back out. So nothing coming up until Ringo, which I believe starts in June. In June, yes. Yeah. So if you want that information, you can get it on our website, rungunradio.com. You can go to Todd on Tour page, and there's a couple links there. It takes you to EJ's site and Roger's TRC site, and they got all the tour information you need to know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What else going on, Ms. Cruzamel? Well, there is an opportunity, uh, in addition to going and catching your local Ringo and his all-star band shows in June and July, if you'd like to see Todd up close and personal, you can go to the Mythic Pacific Retreat. And oh, yeah. that's going to be in, in late August, mid to late August. And it's out in Cambria, California. I believe there's still some spots open, but don't dilly-dally too much longer. You can get all the information you need at Mythic Pacific Retreat. You cannot say that without a lisp. Anyway, mythicpacificretreat.com has all the information that you would ever want to know about that camp. It sounds like it's going to be fun. There's already a, a bunch of people signed up that uh, we personally know and that we also know from Facebook. It sounds like it's going to be a really kind of wild crowd out there. Uh, you know how they can get out there in Northern California? Mm-hmm. It should More be like fun. how these Todd fans can get. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, so it's almost sold out, but it's not. So don't worry if you still want to get in. There's still opportunities. I think there's some, like, certain rooms that might be sold out, but there's room available for the camp. Should be fun. All right, Cruiser Mill, what else we got? We got. Let's talk about this real quick. Last week, if you missed it, we had two good shows in a row, even further back than that. But let's talk about the last two because they're the most recent. Yep. Two weeks ago, we had Gene Lackwitz on to talk about the Spirit of Harmony Foundation and how they work with this company called iGive. 
If you didn't catch that, you might want to check it out, and you can go to igive.com and put in Spirit of Harmony Foundation. And when you buy stuff through their portal, uh, Spirit of Harmony gets cut, and it costs you absolutely nothing. So that was good information on how to do it and everything. And then we played some second wind sessions, which were wonderful. And then last week we had a really cool show with Roger Steele that featured some obscure recordings from Todd and people Todd produced and that type of thing. And it was a big hit. So if you haven't heard it, go back and check it out in our archives. All our shows are archived forever. You just mm-hmm. have to go. Yeah. What was your favorite song that, that uh, Roger presented last week? Do you remember? Yeah, it was kind of a tie. I like the Can't Stop Running demo, and I like the uh, Best Friends Girl acoustic version with the new cars. Ah, see, Very Best cool Friends stuff. Girl was mine hands down. I loved it. Very fun loved stuff. It. Yeah, thanks, Roger, for helping out. Uh, we hope to have him on the show again at some point uh, with some more obscure recordings. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we'll have to do that soon. Um Marianne uh, mentioned in here, Mated, that was real popular. Well, the Utopia version, the harmonies were fantastic. Very nice version of Mated Live. We got to hear that on the show, too. So if you missed it, go back, check it out. Yep, check out the archive. The archives actually go all the way back to, oh, dare I say, 2007 when we were just young pups. Um, But uh, you can look up all kinds of guests that we've had through the years, including... Brent Bourgeois from Bourgeois Tag, if you remember them. Uh, we're going to have him on again June 3rd. He's probably right. going to be talking about his new album and what he's been up to, and maybe we can get some, some more juicy stories out of him about Todd that he forgot to tell us before. So, <laughs> Well, Brent's got a new CD coming out that has Todd on it, one song, and Chasm playing bass on it. He put it up on Facebook on SoundCloud for about two hours and took it down. Some of you had the privilege of hearing it. Some of you didn't. If you did, then uh, the feedback has been very good, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Maybe it'll be out again. If not, you'll have to wait till June 1st to hear the new song. I guess he was just teasing everybody. That's what he was doing. <laughs> June 1st, though, full CD. First one in years for Brent Bourgeois. Speaking of new CDs... Joey Mullen's got one that came out last year, late uh, 2013. We'll be talking about that some. We'll probably talk about that in the latter part of the show. Normally we start with the new stuff, but we're going to be all over the place on this one. We want to make sure that we get – I know everybody wants to hear about the Breaking Bad deal and Todd producing the album, so we'll get on some of that pretty early. And hopefully Joey will take calls. We'll let you know uh, if he's going to be willing to do that. I think he will. Party's really uh, good about that kind of thing and a real good interview, so we're going to have a good time. We're just hoping that our country sales can understand his British accent. He's from Liverpool. Oh, dear. <laughs> I hope he can understand us. Yes. Uh, Marianne is mentioning that Poor Me is a song that Todd's on with Brent Bourgeois and Chasm. Thank you. All right. Yeah. All right, A-Watch DVDs are still available from the Todd store, but the CD is not. CD is on back order. They are hoping to get some more, but for now, you're SOL if you waited. And you need that CD, believe me, on that one. It is stellar. Hey, what's live from Akron, Ohio? DVD is great, too, of course. You can get it still if you haven't seen it. It's quite the production. I think most of y'all know that, though. Oh, it was what a great show. What a fun show that was. Yes. I miss it. 
Oh. <laughs> I haven't actually gotten to see the uh, DVD because my DVD player has been on the fritz. But what? I had a friend help me the other night get it hooked up. We must have missed one wire, though, uh, with the new one. So we've still got to tangle with it a little bit. And then I hope I can stay up late one night and watch it on the surround sound. I'm ready. Now, Cruiser Mel, you're sort of telling a lie. I know. Because you did Hello. see it at Todd Stock. I did. Todd Stock, too. Not away. Of course, it wasn't. That was a long over. time ago, though. And, of course, you saw it live <laughs> from the front row, I think. A few times. All right. Let's, uh, we've got a caller. Let's make sure. I think they probably won't talk to Joey, but let's just double check. 707. Do you need to speak to us, or you want to wait until Joey is on? Um, okay, Coach, I, I'd, like, I'd like to speak with Joey if you can. Okay, great. You're going to have to hang tight with us. We'll, uh, we're going to have him on in about hmm, five or ten minutes, and then we'll talk okay. to him for a while, and then hopefully we'll take calls. So uh, if you don't mind, just be patient with us, and we'll get back with you. We'd love for you to talk to him. Thank you. All right. Okay, so if you do want to call tonight and talk to Joey, it's 646-716-9262. Give us a little time to get it warmed up. We'll talk to him for a while, get some of the uh, information out that we know you want to know, and then we always have typically interesting callers, so we're looking forward to that, and it always helps, too. Cruiser Mel, do we have any other announcements? Well, let me ask you, Doug. Um, as with the Unpredictable Tour uh, and other Todd shows, uh, you've been very helpful to a lot of the fans, hooking them up with, with tickets when they couldn't get tickets or with selling their tickets if they needed to sell one or two or whatever. Um, are you honoring that same promise for the Ringo shows? Well, well promise is a strong word because I can't guarantee anything. But, yeah, I'll help people out. As a matter of fact, I shipped out tickets today to Elaine who bought um, some great seats I got for the Ringo show in Cleveland just messing around, and Snappy's buying a pair from me. I think that's all I have Ringo-wise. But if other people buy them and need to sell them, we're happy to help facilitate that and get them in the right hands instead of scalpers that are just going to you know, put them on StubHub or whatever. We like to help out Real Tide fans, and we get inquiries every now and then about that, especially the sold-out shows, and you know, typically from people that we know, so we know they're not trying to you know, make a buck off, quick buck off of them. They want to see Todd. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for yep. you. Good. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah. Um, Joey, of course, has seen and been in some all-star action. Says he still checks them out every now and then is what I read. I'm not sure we can ask him about that if we want. So I'll tell you what, why don't we go ahead and get him on the show. So, folks, be patient here. I'm going to have to call him. And while we do that, Chris Mel's going to talk to you for a second and then maybe play a couple of the uh, promos that we have. And then we'll get started. We'll be right back, or I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, Doug, we'll talk to you here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, until then, <clears throat> over the years we've had some of our listeners make little promos for Rundgren Radio, and I thought I might pick one or two out while Doug is calling Joey. So hold tight. And let's see who this might be. This is Steve-O from Los Angeles, and when I'm in the car, I always listen to Rundgren Radio Podcast. Thanks so much for bringing us together. I am what I am. That's all that I am. I tell myself 
Welcome, this is Tim Dolan of the Midwest Group, welcoming you to the best place for all things Todd, Rundgren Radio. Hello from Lori Stewarty of Olney, Maryland, piping in to share some appreciation for Todd Rundgren's illustrious career and the good works of Rundgren Radio. Is this a show? No! This is a party! Let's rock! Let's rock. All right, everybody, we are back. Cruiser Mel, can you hear me? That was very good timing. Let's rock. <laughs> All right, we have our special guest, Joey, with us. Joey, we're just uh, glad we caught you after you finished dinner. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. <clears throat> Matter of fact, that was good. <laughs> was it? <laughs> well, your son answered the telephone, and that's one of my future questions. I'm going, going ahead and ask you now. I know you have two sons. What, what, are, they, what are they doing nowadays? Uh, Joe's working in construction and uh, on the selling side of construction, and uh, my son, my other son, Sean, is working as a cook. Oh yeah, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they 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 were smart and didn't get in the music business. Oh yeah, yeah. I warned them off. <laughs> I warned them off. Believe me, that's great. Well, I bet they were thrilled though to see uh, your old band Badfinger get represented so well. It's a current TV show with the uh, Breaking Bad deal on Baby Blue. Nothing wrong with that, man. No. Nothing wrong with that. All of a sudden, we had a number one record. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a bloody dream. I guess that's what everybody dreams about nowadays. But <laughs> it was, it was kind of weird in the sense that... Uh, 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 hello? Yes, we're here. Oh, okay. I thought I'd lost you for a second. Yeah. But it was kind of weird in the sense that you didn't feel like... I didn't feel like we'd done anything to earn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, it's different than making a record and going out and promoting it and doing all that stuff. You know, just all of a sudden, uh, it was number one. And so it didn't mean anything, and it still hasn't really uh, meant anything to me yet. Mm. It's kind of it's weird. I mean, I was happy about it, and it's always great to wear one of the songs used. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really didn't make any difference to us, and, and that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it was a long time ago. Yeah, oh, it was. <laughs> and you've been playing that song for years, still touring, so nothing for right, you, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Well, Were you a fan of that particular television show? Were you familiar with it? I've never watched it, love. Um, my son was what uh, was was what was keen on the show, and we were actually uh, taping the series, you know, on the on the uh, on the computer thing, and uh-huh. uh, so I was recording the show for him. I wasn't watching it, uh, but <laughs> I was recording the show, and then after it was done, I, I got a phone call. Uh, Did you hear that? And I said, No. What, what are you talking about? And they said. To play Baby Blue at the end of the show. And, uh, and then the phone started to ring. <laughs> and everybody, uh, really, pretty much every agent, every manager, every, every reporter, you know, journalist, uh, called. Uh, some TV shows called. Uh, boy, what does it feel? How do you feel? What is it? It's great. Isn't it great? You know, 
Well, yeah, it is great. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was kind of it's just different. You know. Yeah, there's a lot, but you know, there's a lot of songs on television that you know they don't seem to get that kind of attention. I guess because it's the finale for the show. I know Journey got a lot when they finished the Sopranos, but oh yeah, yeah, that was well, the, the amount of success they, they had. They came on and went out on a big nationwide tour and everything. Oh yeah, off it. Uh, but uh, that, that's not what happened with us. Yeah, well, you've been, you, you've, uh, you do have a lot going on though. I mean, you're doing a lot of, a lot of touring, staying busy. And just for the record, uh, we didn't uh, just want to have you on because of the Breaking Bad deal. We've, we've wanted to do that for a while. We just happened to, um, you know, get Billy to work it out for us because, you know, we've always been interested in the straight up album and talking to you about that and, and what's going on with you now. But what's the latest and greatest with you on tour? I know you had some overseas stuff you were going to do and. Uh, how can yeah, I generally go. I'm going over to England uh, later in the year. Uh, I've just been to Japan a few months ago. Uh, we get around a bit uh, uh, still. And of course, we uh, I live in America. I have done for many years now, and uh, we tour pretty much constantly. If you could, if you can call it tours, we gig. <laughs> you know, we're a gigging band. We're not a sit-at-home band, and uh, you know, we don't sell our arenas and everything like a lot of you know, like the big stars do nowadays. Uh, but we just get play our play our venues, our theater gigs, and uh, it's okay. We have fun. So it's under Joey Mullins' Bad Finger. Is that what you call the band, or you have? You yeah, have... Joey Mullins' Bad Finger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. All right, we'll look that up. You got, I guess, most of that information is on BadFinger.com. Is that the website? Yeah. Oh yeah, Badfinger site actually. BadfingerSite.com. Back, okay. S I T E. Yeah. Okay, great. It's all, all right. one word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I noticed nice. you've got uh, mentioned on that site uh, a June sixth gig in Beaumont, California, coming That's up right. with uh, Terry Sylvester, uh, formerly of the Hollies, and Mr. Denny Lane, who we've had him on as a guest here on mm-hmm. RunRunRadio.com. And the connection between the reason why we had Denny on our show, there, there always has to be a Todd connection, and sure. uh, he had played in. Uh, kind of an all-star band it wasn't a Ringo's all-star band but it was you know something like that with Todd I understand you you played uh in a Ringo's all-star band at some point no I haven't done the Ringo all-star show at all oh you haven't haven't no I haven't no no but of course the record Todd on the stage of album and I'm done sure um come uh, a couple of um what you call them uh, package shows with him uh, uh, we, I did the Abbey Road show, Walk Down Abbey Road. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that was fun. We played out at, at the Hilton. And actually, it was a bit of a reunion, if you, if you could call it that, between uh, Todd and myself. I hadn't seen him uh, <laughs> since the um, Straight Up Sessions. Wow. Yeah, so it was good. I got to, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Good to see him. He did a great show. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Went and had a, had a, a pint of beer. And... Uh, Talked about the old days a little bit. That was fun. Very nice. Do you you've gone to some of, to see some of these all star shows though, right? I, I did read somewhere you'd gone to see some of the Ringo shows. Yeah. Yeah. Check them out. Uh, he's good. He does a Ringo does a great show, and I'm not just uh, you know kissing his ass here. I'm just uh, uh, it just is a great show. Ringo's in great shape, and uh, he always puts a great band together with great stars and great singers, great players. You know, it's good. It's Rick Derringer was the last one. Uh, I saw it was the, he was in the lineup. Uh, Rick Derringer, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, uh, but Rick was fantastic. Yes, 
just a great music director for the show and uh, just just really good, really good. Very nice. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we uh, we are going to play some clips. Hopefully, you don't mind with some from your new album here in a while. But since we're on the topic of Todd and and that album, we had a few questions, of course, about that. And uh, but even going further back, I, I haven't been able to figure out your relationship. When you we're going to go way back. So when you started with Badfinger, yeah. How, how did they pick you and, and why? I know somebody left the band, but how did you pop up into it? Were you good friends with those guys? Or no. Uh, uh, as a, I, when I was growing up in Liverpool, I, I, I was in a backing group uh, for a pair of stars uh, called the Merseys. One of the Merseys was called Billy Kinsley. That was his name. And we became great friends over the years, playing and around Liverpool and stuff. And um, uh, 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 Billy... When the Ivies were signed by Apple, Billy's a good friend of Paul's, and he was doing some sessions for Apple. Mm-hmm. And he knew the Ivies, um, and he heard that the bass player had left. Mm-hmm. And so he, he wanted the job. He's a great bass player and a great singer, Billy, in his own right. But he wanted the job with the Ivies, and he went to see them, and they said, well, we're not looking for a bass player, we're looking for a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And so Billy was disappointed, but he immediately, uh, well, I don't know if immediately, but he said, you know, you should call, uh, you should call this guy Joey Molland and have a, uh, you know, see how he, he would do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, that's really how that connection came down, um, just through Billy. And they called me, and I went and auditioned like you do, and, and they gave me the job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was great for me. I mean, they'd already cut uh, Come and Get It, you know, mm-hmm. They'd already done the Paul sessions, uh, and so uh, I just walked into that situation, and they were going to be putting the record out in mm-hmm. a month, and, I, you know, I got the job. Perfect. Perfect is right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I got – we got a lot of questions, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead. We have a, a, a early person that called in and will talk to you, so I don't want to hog all the questions. So if you don't mind, we'll take that call right quick, and then – delve back into some that we have but uh go ahead go ahead man. great great okay so we have area code 707 you're with us yes i am hello hello I, area I'm code here. 707 how are you <laughs> i'm fine joey this is this is thomas and um i'm a big bad thinker and i'm i'm just great i'm just ha- so happy to be able to talk to you well thank you very much sir uh, um, I'm kind of in a completist, if you will. I love Badfinger and and you, and I have um, I have all the things you do. It's great to talk with you, as I said. And I'm wondering what's the story with all those re-recordings of Badfinger hit songs with you singing the lead vocals on the CDs. Well, I basically, uh, it was about I guess maybe 15 years ago, maybe longer than that now. Uh, it was a uh, uh, kind of like a practice at the time. Uh, somebody got in touch with me and asked me if I'd go to Nashville uh, for three days and sing, I think, ten Badfinger songs. And uh, they would pay me uh, a nice chunk of money. Well, and uh, since all my money had been stolen, uh, yeah. I said yes. <laughs> and I went down and made yeah. the record. I wasn't really aware that they were going to put it all out under the name Badfinger. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really I wasn't. I really wasn't under that impression. Uh, but they did. They went the... ahead, and I got a lot of flack for it. And uh, 
that's really the, that's really the whole story. Um, it's made the band, as it happens, on the other side of the coin, it's made the band, uh, through the publishing, it's made the band a lot of money. And, con- oh and continues to do so. Um, and I'm kind of a little bit embarrassed about it, but, you know, it just is what it is, and that's all it is. You know? Yeah. I hear you. So I hope that answers your question. You. Um, oh, yeah. Yep, that's you know, it. That's, that's, that's really basically it. And I hope you're still a bad finger after I told you. <laughs> a bad finger. Oh, yeah. Bad. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I even I followed you when you were um, doing uh, Natural Gas. That was the first time I had ever seen you. And oh, I, okay. I, you, you opened up for Peter Frampton, I think it was, and it was good. I, I just got hooked by that. Oh, good, good, good. That makes me happy. Well, nice talking to you. Thank you for letting me talk to you. I appreciate that. Oh, you're very welcome, and thanks for calling in, and I'll see you down All the right, road. Sir. All yes, right, sir. you will. Thank very you. Very good. All right, Badfinger fan. All right. So now that he was talking about that as a completist, is that still available, or was... Uh... Uh, I believe it's still available, yeah. And they, they, I think they licensed cuts from it, as well as the entire CD being available, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Very good. So uh, let's go back. A little while before we head into some of the new stuff, we've got some folks are dying to know. I know you've you've straightened this out before, but we're curious about why it's even a discussion about the straight up album with George Harrison's input on it and the sliding guitar on day after day. You yeah, that's well, for sure him, and for some reason Todd disputes that. Um, well, it's actually uh, I have no idea. Todd disputes that. That's what it, well, that's what I we were told. Todd- yes. I well, think you can hear actually what he said about that because uh, uh, categorically, uh, at least as far as my knowledge goes, mm-hmm. Pete and I were in the studio actually doing the slide four day after day, mm-hmm. and we were just we were in the process of working out the parts, and George came in and asked if it would be okay if he played some slide, hmm. and I immediately took my Stratocaster off. And gave it to George. <laughs> said, here, go ahead, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they spent, Pete and, Pete and George spent hours in the studio working that part out. Hmm. And they did it together. Okay, maybe that's it. All right. and, they, and they both played at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's, now I don't know if those tracks were used on the record. I, know if, I don't know if Todd uh, uh, went ahead and did it again. Or I don't know if he had somebody else come and replace it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't have a copy of a rough mix, but uh, you know, and it's always like that with with, uh, with producers. Uh, you never really uh, you don't know. <laughs> you never really know what they're going to do with you. You can you know you could sound like shit in the studio, uh-huh. and then they come out with like a nice little apple pie or something, <laughs> uh, and that's why you get them. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why they do it. So uh-huh. uh, whatever, whichever one did what, it's still a great album, isn't it? Absolutely. And that was the that was the whole idea. That's what we did. We just did our best on it. So yeah, I I don't really know. I've never heard Todd uh, Todd dispute that. Yeah, that's what somebody said. As soon as the email said that and asked us, but we we haven't heard that direct from his mouth. So maybe they don't know what they're talking about or what. Yeah, maybe they, I think there is some dispute about which tracks uh, George produced and which ones Todd produced. Mm-hmm. But again, I've never heard. Uh, Todd give a list of those songs, or and, uh, and of course George is in here, mm-hmm. you know. But I know that we've done four or, f- or five of the songs mm-hmm. um, by the time uh, uh, George left to go to the Bangladesh concert to do the Bangladesh thing, and um, 
we also recorded more tracks with Todd. We probably recorded seven or eight songs with Todd, but they weren't all used on uh, Straight Up. Did they make it to another album? or? Yeah, they did. They did. They were released on the, um, I think, on the Ass album. Mm. That song, <laughs> I Can Love You, mm-hmm. uh, that, it's one of my songs. That was on the Ass album, but it was recorded by Todd. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this, what is it? There's another one. Uh, it might be the winner. I think it is the winner, and that's another one of my songs. And I don't think the winner's on Straight Up. I think it's on Ass. Huh. They used a lot of my songs on Ass because the other guys didn't have songs, I suppose. But, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, was the, uh, what, what was the decision behind calling that album Ass? <laughs> uh, uh, no dice, Straight Up Ass. <laughs> It wasn't about anybody. It was about ass. No, it was about it, 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 it was it was portrayed to be about us being a bunch of donkeys with the headphones. We were the donkeys, <laughs> and and the uh, there's the big golden carrot coming out of the sky, mm-hmm. and that was the suits. That was the straights, you know. Right. Uh, and uh, so that's how uh, Peter Coniston pictured it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Tommy really. Uh, and I think he was the guy who decided that he wanted that we should call the album ass. He, it's something he really wanted. And I, and, and I heard him say several times, eh, "No dice, straight up your ass." <laughs> <laughs> and he thought it was he thought it was a nice little trilogy, you know, something. There you go. Yep, straight yep. up your ass. All right, very nice. <laughs> All things must pass. So um, oh, that's right. <laughs> now it's always interesting because gets a lot of uh, attention as a producer that I don't see with. Too many people, and you've commented that he did real good with the album, but I haven't seen, you know, a whole lot of commentary necessarily about George. I mean, how was George as a producer? Uh, what was that experience like? Uh, George was was uh, very sweet and, and very super. Um, he did some. He got, you know, he brought his guitar in, he brought his amp in, he drove himself, and it was like he joined our band for a month or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played in the studio with us, um, played rhythm, and occasional lead line. Uh, helped us with lyrics, helped us with arrangements. He brought all all of the skills that he had, mm-hmm. you know, and his skills were considerable. Uh, and the and the experience of working with you know different producers, Phil Spector and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he put he brought all that into play. So for me, it was a great experience. You know, it was easy. Uh, George wasn't a, wasn't a uh, you know I'm a Beatle, so don't you know don't even look at me. Right. You know, he wasn't like that at all. He was a regular guy. Hmm. You know, he happened to be in the Beatles, but he was a regular guy. A lot of people don't understand that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And it, apparently he did, y'all didn't discuss the Beatles. You just stayed off on different topics. <laughs> that sure, not... yeah, 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 you know, uh, yeah, and I've heard that about the other guys because I've never spent the time with the other guys that I did with George. Mm-hmm. But really, uh, it wasn't, you know, you didn't go up and ask him, well, what was it like, you know, with, you know, with yeah. all that stuff, you know, because <laughs> we all knew what it was like, didn't yeah. we, you know. <laughs> so gotcha. he didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to talk about it. He'd much rather talk about the guitar you were playing or, you know, a guitar that he just got, or where'd you get those shoes, or, you know, I believe, you know, like he talked to us about going to Hawaii. Ah. We, we were going to Hawaii to do a, to do some gigs or a convention or something. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of expressed in there how great he, how, how he loved Hawaii and how great it was. And he said, but we couldn't go out. He said, I couldn't go out when I was there. Mm. He said, you know, we'd go out, we'd, we'd just go out of the hotel into a limo, 
go to a restaurant, eat, go back to the hotel. You know, you couldn't go walking around or anything. You know, so mm. it was kind of wistful the way he said it. Mm. You know what I mean? He, he kind of got a far away look in his eyes. You know, <laughs> uh, really yeah. a pity. So, it is. Yeah, hard to be him. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly was. He couldn't do the normal stuff that you and I just enjoy. You know, sure. that's yeah, a different different world, no doubt. The yeah. uh, so we all know. And we've heard the stories, you know, that, that uh, you know, Todd wasn't exactly um, George Harris, the nicest <laughs> producer you ever had back in the day. And uh, how different do you think he was? I was in his 20s, you know, when you when you saw him last time, uh, I, got, I got to imagine there was a lot of change between both of you. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. I was, when he first came around, I was afraid of him. Uh, uh, but George had told us he was a great friend of his, and he was a very, very talented man. And that, was, that was what George's, you know, the George's words. And uh, he's great. He said, he'll do, great. he'll do great for you. And so uh, he came over, and he was very aggressive. And, uh, um, you know, I've said as much uh, about him. He was, he, was, he was kind of rude to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he really didn't think we could play, and he told us so. Um, he was very, very arrogant in, 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 about, about himself and, and about, you know, the people around him. And uh, so that was kind of scary. You know, all we were were a beat group, and we wrote songs, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that's what we did. Uh, um, and we played as good as we could. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so what the heck? And it turns out that, you know, the records we made were just our band playing. Right. You know, and they sound damn good. Oh, they're great. You know, and they sound damn good 50 years later or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they still sound good. So, you know, we, didn't, we weren't big-headed about anything. We, we knew, you know, our shortcomings, you know, but we really did our best, our best stuff. So it was a little bit awkward, a little bit tense. He went away, and, and you know what? He finished the record. The record came out, and to me, the record sounded great. Sure. It sounded great. And the, and the proof is in the pudding. We had two monster hits. Uh, out of the record, mm-hmm. uh, and there's no denying that Todd mixed that stuff, uh, uh, produced it, and uh, you know, so it was great. So years later, years go by now, I'm playing at the Hilton with him in, in uh, what is it, Atlantic City, mm-hmm. doing that Abbey Road show, and I had a good show, the audience, you know, great standing ovation, all the stuff, and... Uh, Later on in the evening, uh, I saw Todd. I was having a glass of beer in the bar, and I saw him. And you know, he came up, hello, you know, and all that. We're talking a little bit, and um, I actually asked him why he was like that. Why, why he was, was so damn rude to us, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, I wanted an answer to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love uh, it. Uh, I don't know if he'd pissed him off about something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but you know what he said to me? He said, "Oh, I wasn't really like that. You just remember me like that." <laughs> and, I thought, well, that's the greatest comeback I've ever heard, so that's okay by me. <laughs> and uh, I got no bonds with Todd Runker, and, uh, uh, you know, I got my chance to ask him, and he didn't hit me. <laughs> uh, maybe it was uh, part of the strategy to, I don't know, get you guys to speed up or play different or something. Who knows? Well, maybe, you know, they ended up, they ended up speeding up the songs anyway. That's why on the, on the record, um, day after day is almost in F, and we played it in E. Ah. And we played it in E, and, it, and it's got a concert piano on it. Huh. You know, Leon played the piano, Leon Russell, and uh, uh, it was in E. But on the record, it's in F, so uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it made any difference to, uh, to, to, and this is another thing the producers do. Mm-hmm. 
You know, they have something in mind, and and they're, and they're going to get it. You know, yeah. that's what that's what you that's what you get producers for, really. But sure. So yeah, uh, that's just what happens. Yeah, we all love it, of course. We we uh, everybody everybody loves it. That's a very popular, of course, album and song, and it's all good stuff. And I yeah. uh, I, I I don't want to uh, you know talk about Todd the whole night. We want to get into your new CD, and we got some callers. But I do want to mention one more thing because. I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not. If not, we wanted to let you hear a little bit of it. Todd did an album a couple of years ago uh, as part of this rock and roll fantasy camp deal. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, I don't really know how to what genre to put it in. I'm going to say kind of a, a, a dance music. Of course, th- this song I'm about to talk about is not really dance, but uh, he did uh, cover songs in his interpretation, a new way of doing it, of songs that he had produced in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of them was Take It All. Oh, right. I know I've never heard it. You never heard All right. I've never heard it. I heard something about uh, Todd doing one of our songs on one of his records. Mm-hmm. But I never, uh, I've never heard the version. Can you play it tonight? Sure, sure. We're going to definitely want to play that for you. Um, what he wanna... did was he had, um, it was one of these fantasy camp kind of things where fans uh, could go and actually sure. audition to play on the record and they would audition individually for Todd and on this particular song as as I recall uh, there are four fans that are playing on it the uh, keyboards, the bass the backing vocals and um, uh, there's a, la- a young lady doing an acoustic guitar in it and mm. it's really oh, okay. beautiful it's so it's really yeah. different, but this, I'm going to play you a clip from it and then maybe okay. later on the show, if you want to hang out, we'll play the whole one. But it's it's uh, I don't want to eat up all our time because we got lots of good stuff to talk about still. But this is about a minute or so of his version of "Take It All." Here we go. Okay. So let's take another call. We got a call here from area code two one seven. You're with Joey. Uh, yeah, Joey. Good to talk to you. This is Terry from Springfield. Uh, well, thank you, Joey. Been a fan of Badfinger for quite call. a while. And uh, I was just curious as to uh, what kind of memories you had of playing a Bangladesh concert. Good question. Uh, it was a, it was a great 
a great experience to go again, you know, uh, had a few of them, I guess. Um, Joe, you know, we'd played on the All Things Must Pass album. So yeah. uh, when George came to do the concert, which was going to be a live version, he asked all the players that had played on the record, would they come and play with him at the Bangladesh concert? And then mostly people said, yeah, if they were available. And mm. uh, so we went to New York, did the rehearsals. Took, we rehearsed about a week. Uh, got wow. the rhythm beds together properly. And then through the week, the singers and different, uh, you know, different instrument, instrumentalists came in. Uh, mm-hmm. We started out just with Billy and George, Billy Preston, George and us, uh, running the songs. And then Ringo came in a bit later, Klaus Vorman, of course. And right. uh, we got it together. We went, it was great. We stayed at, went to London, I mean, New York, stayed in the Essex house. Had a great mm-hmm. time, rehearsed at the Steinway building. Um, did the sound check on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we did the dress rehearsal. Bob Dylan showed up, gave us a private 45-minute right. concert. Um, while we you know, running through songs and stuff, it was, it was a knockout. And then uh, uh, Ravi Shankar, <laughs> it, was, it was just great. Um, Leon came up to me during that thing. You know, he played he played guitar on one of my songs and uh, told right. me uh, that it was a great song. And he, you know, he remembered it. It was a song called "Suitcase" that Todd produced. Uh, yeah, yeah, "Suitcase." Yeah. Well, uh, 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 Leon played a little guitar on it for me. So that was a great memory for me. Uh, it's not every day you get a great songwriter like that come up and tell you that he really likes one of your songs, you know. <laughs> so it was a real magic experience, though. The show went really good. And to this day, uh, I can only remember doing one show, but apparently we did two. Back. Apparently yeah. we did two performances that day. But for the life of me, I can only remember playing one. You remember one? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I, I've always heard that all the musicians were uh, pretty nervous with it being the, the first really big all-star show that was ever staged. So uh, do you remember that that part of it, of, you know, there being a lot more nervousness than just a regular show for you guys? Yeah, and there was very little rehearsal, uh, you know, especially for, uh, like, the backup singers and the, the horn players. Jim Horns, he had a whole troop of horn players there maybe 16, you know. It was a big yeah. band, uh, and everybody was uh, nervous about it. But I think what that did was it sharpened everybody up. Sure. You know, the, a lot of these people had played huge shows, you know, uh, over their careers and made right. huge records. Uh, and some people were very cool about the whole thing. They were like, well, of course I'm going to be here, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, some people were like that, you know, so... Uh, but yeah, yeah, everybody did their very best because of what it was. Uh, right. uh, I don't. I'm not sure that we really realized it was the first event of its kind. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of those things were this were really made clear afterwards. You know, uh, sure. It was it was really the first time that a rock star like that had tried to do something of that magnitude to help that many people. You know, out of right. that big a disaster. You know. Uh, right. So uh, we were all kind of nervous uh, because of what it was. And playing mm-hmm. to sold out houses at the garden back in George Harrison with a band made up out of, you know, your heroes. You know, I'm sitting right. on, my, on my stool playing guitar. There's Leon Russell, Eric Clapton, Ringo Starr, uh, George Harrison, Billy Preston, 
you know, all these guys that I'd been listening to for years. Yeah. You know? So it was it was a really big thrill. Um, no mistake about it. It was it was great. It was just great. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because uh, you know, with all the uh, the garbage that you guys had to go through with your career, I'm glad to hear that that was something that was, uh, you know, you're able to keep with you of being a really good experience and getting to uh, experience all your heroes the way you do because I think it's something that along with the music that you made that particular event is still something that holds up really well all these years later and has really been something I've enjoyed for quite a long time. So I wanted to say thanks and thanks for all the music all the years. Well, you're very welcome. You know, it was always, it was always a pleasure for us. Uh, You know, we were just very happy to be there and really lucky. You know, we thought of ourselves like that. We were really lucky to be where we were, you know, there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of songwriters, a lot of guitar players, bass players all over the place. Right. So you, you really feel lucky. And these, you know, what was great, uh, one of the great experiences about the whole thing was, um, you know, these people like Eric Clapton and George and that, they weren't like big rock stars or anything, you know. Um, I mean, of course, they were, in actual fact, huge stars, but they were very regular guys, you know what I mean? They, they, they were talking about guitars, you know, and, well, I just got this the other day. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like normal, normal musicians. They didn't always have picks. They didn't always have uh, strings. And uh, just like normal musicians. And they didn't have guys running around coming to ask you for a pick. You know, oh, George right. needs a pick if you got one. No, no, George would come over to you himself. You know, how's it going? Have you got any picks? You know, they were dead right. normal people. Most of them drove themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, loaded their yeah. own gear in, you know, and plugged themselves in and got themselves in tune. And, you know, that was like the whole the whole thing about it. It was like a big band, you know. Right. Really do you, do you have really occasion to, uh, to to cross paths with any of those folks these days? I saw, not not really. Uh, once in a blue, I might see Eric Clapton. I go to a show uh, uh, and places like that. Um Maybe in a restaurant somewhere. I went to the George uh, to the uh, the Bangladesh re-release party. It was several years ago now. Uh, that right. was the last time I saw Klaus Gibbs, uh, Klaus Vorman, right. and he happened to be carrying his bass <laughs> with him. And I asked him, "What are you doing with the bass?" Because it was like a it was like a big event at Warner at the Warner Movie Lot, and right. uh, or Universal. I'm not sure, but. Um, so it was a big event. It was the last thing I expected to see him walking around with his bass, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks again. And I'm looking forward to hearing the uh, new music you've been making, too. Oh, I hope you like it. It's uh, it's very different. And uh, thanks for mentioning it, really. Um, yeah. And- it's out now on, on the CD, Return to Memphis. And it's getting okay. great reviews all over the world. Uh, if it sells as good as it got reviewed, then, then you know, it'll be great. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll see, we shall see, though. Well, we'll <laughs> have know, to see if we can get a little bit of a promotion and maybe make that happen for you. Well, I hope you can, yeah. Yep. We'll all right, cheers. Cheers. I'll let you hear a little bit of it, actually. Not. Well, it's interesting you got that album, The Return to Memphis, but you also had a documentary we know a little about. We'd love to hear some more about it called Liverpool to Memphis. Uh, that was that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, that was uh, premiered fairly recently, and I was curious how that premiere went. And um, you know, well, yeah, we, 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 uh, uh, um, 
the guy who directed and put it all together, a documentarian, uh, John Anderson, and he'd just done the Beach Boys film last year. You know the Beach Boys movie came out? Uh, the tour movie? And um, anyway, John had, uh, John had done that, and then we did a project, this, this film, uh, for a charity, a, a Chicago charity, the San Miguel Schools. And um, he shot the concert, and, uh, and then he interviewed me about my story. And, uh, you know, it came out, you know, it, it, as it happened, the whole thing coincided. Uh, shortly after I did the, the concert for the charity, I went to Memphis and made the record. Mm. And it was after I'd done that that John interviewed me, and then we came, you know, came up with the title Liverpool to Memphis. He showed it to the Chicago Film Authority, and uh, they asked, uh, could they show it at the festival? Mm. Uh, they liked it enough for that. And uh, sure enough, we showed it on the festival. And uh, so that's, you know, it's all ready to come out. Um, we're having a bit of a problem with the uh, Ham Estate. Mm. Uh, uh, they, they own the Ham copyrights now. And so, and there's a couple of Pete songs on the on the on the uh, record on the on the movie, ah. and they're uh, me singing them, of course, and performing them. But they're Peter's songs, uh, and so uh, you know the guy doesn't like me, the guy who administers that stuff, <laughs> and uh, that's just a fact. That's just a fact. And uh, so he's, you know, the last I heard, he wasn't being very cooperative, although everybody else is. Yeah, why? Why would he not like you? You're a very nice person. Well, he's, you know, he has his opinions, and, uh, you know, he thinks, he, he thinks things about me, and uh, mm. that's all I really want to say about it. You know, he's, uh, <laughs> right. you know, he's accused me of stealing money from the band. He's accused me of being responsible for the guy's deaths. And, uh, wow. You know, uh, it's just the way it is. He's, uh, you know, it's just the way he's, the way he's chosen to, uh, to look at it. And so he's welcome to that if he wants. He wants to live in that hole. That's okay. Go ahead. So you you could take this though, uh, Liverpool to Memphis. If you took out those songs, you could probably release it. I take it. Oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, and and, and that's what I will do. Uh, really, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not. Uh, you know, I used to. Well, you know, I don't, I don't really want to get into it, but I've been I've been talking up these songs for years. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, Peter's songs, Tommy's songs, Mike Gibbons' songs, and my songs. I've been talking them up for years. I'm playing them on stage for years. Right. You know, I've never had anybody come up to me and say, hey, that sucks. <laughs> you know, and I've never had anybody in the band or from their estates uh, give us the money back. Right. You know? Uh-huh. Well, I get, I, you know, I get a lot of bitching, particularly out of that, that particular part of it. Right. You know, so... Um, you know, we'll see what happens, won't we? We're talk. Uh, uh, you know, our people are talking to their people, and uh, yeah, yeah. I you guess know, so have just, your people call my people. Let's do lunch. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm sure they'd love it if they could just erase me from the records, you know. <laughs> but I played lead on those records. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, so what are they going to do about that? You know what I'm well, you know, playing Bad Fingers uh, songs. There was one point, and I just was curious about the names, and that's all I really want to get into because I know it's probably not another popular subject with you but at one point um you had, you had there were two rival bad finger bad names they call them what, what were the names was it just uh your name bad finger and then evans and bad yeah, what, what, what it was was uh there was actually two bad finger bands it was just bad finger there were two there were two bad finger bands it wasn't a joey mullins band and a, and a tommy evans bad finger uh-huh. we were both doing gigs as bad finger <laughs> uh, uh, and uh 
It just worked out that way. It yeah. really just worked out that way. It wasn't a plan. I didn't plan it. Tommy didn't plan it. Um, that's really, I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, I, I was tell you a really long story, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. But that's what happened. Yeah. And actually, uh, um, my band, uh, I went to see Tommy with his band, actually, in Newcastle, Delaware. Mm-hmm. He had, um, let's see who was in it. Bob Jackson, was, Bob Jackson was in it. Uh-huh. Uh, Donnie Dacus? Yes. Donnie Dacus was in it. Mm-hmm. And there was one other guy in it from a famous band. Um, from Chicago, or was that where Donnie was? I think where, that's where Donnie was from. Yeah. But there was another guy in it from a famous kind of pop band. I can't remember who it was. Hmm. Uh, Reed Kalen. Okay. Was it Reed Kalen? I think that's his name. Uh, but, I, yeah, I went to see them in, uh, in Newcastle, Delaware, in a little, a little nightclub. They were really pretty good. Yeah. I was happy to, to, to hear them do a couple of new songs. <laughs> you know, but that's how much Tommy, not Tommy and I hated each other, you know. No, no. Oh, yeah, but, you know, that's why we played each other's tunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honest to God, uh, people say things about you, uh, but things just happen sometimes. Tommy, uh, Tommy was up in Chicago or something, or up in Detroit mm-hmm. uh, doing stuff. Um, I think, actually, Mike was in the band, too, wasn't he, Mike Gibbons? Yes, uh-huh. I think Mike was in the band, yeah. And, of course, Mike and I had had a bad finger out a couple of years before that. Right. And Tommy and I made a bad finger record uh, a couple of years before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so... Had a hit song, yeah. It's just one of those things. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I got busted on that tour. We got busted. For what? Uh, down in uh, Louisiana, we got busted for pot. Oh, yeah, in New Orleans? Heaven forbid, yeah, in, uh, in Monroe, Louisiana. Monroe, okay, yeah. And they, they threw us in jail, man. Wow. And Tommy was in New York playing the gig, and he heard about it, uh-huh. and he called me in the jail. He told the jail that he was my attorney. Uh-huh. And he came on the phone with me, and <laughs> he, started, he started to laugh. He was enjoying the idea of me being in some Louisiana jail. You know? Oh, my God. So I called him, you know, whatever I called him. So how long? You just stayed in one night, or they and you have to come back for court? No, no, they kept us there. They busted us on the Thursday. We went to court on Monday. Wow. Oh, my gosh, I, not a jail so I would did, want to be yeah, in. We, and then, you know what? Uh, they were going to charge us with uh, distribution because our drummer gave uh, a detective a couple of joints or something. Mm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so they busted us for, for distribution. It was in the USA Today and all the newspapers. I was going to say, they make the newspaper. Okay, so, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a big deal, and it got all over the place. Five men were, were arrested yesterday in Monroe, Louisiana, for distribution of marijuana. Can I find your mugshot online? Did it ever make it? <laughs> you probably can. You probably can, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember it? No, I don't remember it. No, no, I, I, I've tried to wash it out of my memory. It was a very unpleasant to find experience. It so what do you think about now? Here we are, you know, many decades later, and it looks like uh, very soon that pot will be legal. And you could smoke it in Monroe, Louisiana, if you wanted, probably in about five years. Yes, that's something I doubt that. I think it'll be a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if that DJ got a, I mean, that, uh, the, the, what's his name, the district attorney got a, yeah. uh, elected. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think so. Monroe will be the last place that legalizes yeah, I, marijuana. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad it, I'm glad uh, that it's legal where it's legal. Mm-hmm. It seems to be doing really good medically, uh, uh, yeah. you know, for for people who are ill who who need it, and you know there are things that marijuana treats that nothing else can treat. 
Right. Uh, there are so many, um, I can't remember what they call them, or chemicals, I guess, or, or medicines uh, to be derived from that single plant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty stupid that it wasn't done years ago. Well, they're finally making some progress on it. Yeah, they certainly are. They certainly are. You know, it's, smoking marijuana is not a, not a way of life, you know? Right. It's just a little buzz at the weekend, isn't it? You know what I mean? Or something a bit lazy, you know, you relax, watch a movie. And that's all it is. It is not a way of life. It is not. It doesn't give you the ability to tell the future or, you know, <laughs> relate to the trees. It doesn't do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm standing right next to a tree right now. <laughs> and they, uh, <laughs> they look exactly the same as, as when I'm stoned. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so you're not going to uh, anything about the future tonight. It's too bad. <laughs> honest to God. Yeah. Honest to God. So... That's that's my feelings about pot. Uh, uh, you know, willy nilly, and I can, you know, I could have it today and and never see it the rest of my life. I'm not going to die. Right. You know. Uh, well, I hope you never see the Monroe prison again. Sure. Oh, I never will, man. I'm clean when I go across the border in Louisiana. <laughs> I don't care what's been happening. I'm clean. <laughs> yes, like when you were in Memphis recording your album, you did you. T- Dip your toe into uh, across the state line at all? No. Good. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, uh, I have, I've only been to Louisiana a couple of times since, and I'm very quiet when I'm there. Yeah. Need check out New Orleans. A lot of fun, though. Oh, it's a great place. You kidding me? Yeah. The whole state reeks of atmosphere, doesn't it? The whole state has the vibe. Yep. You know, we've we made some great friends there in the old days. Uh, we played at the university in Baton Rouge and. Uh, LSU and all that stuff. And oh, yeah. I've been down there. We played the warehouse in New Orleans. Nice. Uh, uh, we walked Bourbon Street. We went to the, you know, the chapel, the preservation hall. And, mm-hmm. uh, we, we went down there and, and uh, just dug, 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 dug it. It was great. Perfect. Had a great cool. time. And, you know, you know how it is when you're younger. You know, just enjoy yourself. Still love it over there. And oh, I'm yeah. older. But, you know, um, what is it besides Elvis that you like about Memphis so much? Well, all of the stack stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Willie Mitchell uh, uh, high record stuff, um, the staples and all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just There was just a lot of music came out of that city. A lot of music, and a lot of music I learned and played. Uh, uh, you know, your Sam and Dave stuff, your uh, uh, Eddie Floyd, uh, Rufus Thomas, uh, um, even B.B. King, uh, uh, you know, those guys coming out of there. Jerry Lee Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a tremendous Carl Perkins, for crying out loud. Yep. Uh, um, these guys were all there making records, all making great records. Johnny Cash came out of, out of, out of there. Uh, um, there's so much of it. And when you go there, and uh, I went to do a session uh, uh, for a friend of mine, Carl Wise. He ended up producing my record. Mm-hmm. But I went to do a session for him, play some guitar. And uh, he did the sessions at Royal Studios. And for the people who don't know, Royal Studios is Willie Mitchell's uh, studio. He built it. Uh, you know, Sam and Dave built the vocal booth. Uh, um, you know, it, it, was, it was like going in a, like a, a church or something. It was an old movie house. Uh, that they converted right round the corner from Stax as well. Uh, 
you know, they've, they've named the street it's on Willie Mitchell Boulevard. That's how highly honored and respected he is down there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Keith Richards went there, did his record. Uh, Ronnie Wood just did uh, Not Ronnie Wood, but um, Paul Rogers just did his new album there. All right. Okay. Yeah, so there's just a bunch of history. And sitting on the shelves there are like Al Green's masters. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is something. Uh, they haven't cleaned the vocal booth windows for 50 years. Wow. You know what I mean? Because, uh, first of all, Willie Mitchell wouldn't let them clean anything because he thought it'll change the bounce. Right. You know, so he wouldn't let them do anything like that. Uh, the vacuum the floor, like. <laughs> All the same gears in there, the same Hammond, the same piano, the same little well, it's an electric, same little Rhodes, the same little Fender Princeton amp. You know, it's all sitting there in the places. Right there in Memphis. Oh, yeah, and you do it all in the same room. It's all live. You know, it's, it, it was a great experience for me. I, uh, I loved it. I, I made my mind up right away. Uh, I'm going to come and make a record here. And that's what I did. I happened to have the budget, and they worked with me on it. Uh, gave me a little bit of deal here, a little bit of there, and I was able to afford it and go and make the record. All right, great. Well, let's play some of that record. Before that, i got to ask one question about all the people you mentioned there in Memphis that you know you like and were influences. Do you play any of their stuff when you do a concert? Do you play any Johnny? No, I don't do any, uh, any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> uh, sometimes, uh, well, you know, I'll, uh, sometimes I'll play out in our Minneapolis here. We, I had a band, and we'd do that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we do all this as songs and things. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can't not play them, can you, than the Carl Perkins songs? Yeah. You know, they're just great. You know, true love, she gives me true love. Your love, you know, all that stuff, you know. Perfect. Uh, uh, just just great music, really good. All right, well, let's get current, and let's talk about your new CD, Return to Memphis. I got, the, uh, I got clips from each song. And uh, I wanted to hear if you could tell us a little bit about uh, each one. Walk Out in the Rain is the first clip I believe we have. Walk, uh, it's just a song about the breaks. Uh, uh, basically, you know, you do what you do, uh, good or bad, great or small, you know. Uh, but it's still going to rain on you, no matter what. No matter what. You, you know, you might be broken, starving and laying in the gutter. It's, it's going to rain on you. Uh, uh, you might be the wealthiest guy in the world with 15 girls with you on a big orange street. You know? Yeah. And that's what the song is about. Uh, and sometimes people will help you, and sometimes they can't. Yep. You know, so you just gotta, you just got to get on. you got to get on with it. And I guess that's what it's about. Get on. Okay, here we go. Let's play. It's about a minute of the song. We'll be right back. Okay. You might be a poet. You might bring some kind of question.
All right. There it hey. is. So, of course, um, that may have surprised some folks because they might have been expecting something a little, you know, rock and roll guitar heavy. What's, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of the songs are like this. What would you tell them about the album once a little different? You know, what's the what style would you give it? Well, I would give I would give it a bit, a bit. It's more. It's it's obviously Memphis styled. Um, I didn't go down there to try and make some kind of uh, soul album, some kind of imitation, you know, soul record. Uh, it's just my songs played by Memphis musicians uh, with Memphis backup singers and a Memphis producer, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what it is. Uh, uh, the songs that the producer picked, I sent him about 30, and he picked these, actually picked 12, and uh, we ended up with these 10. Um, so it just worked out like that. Uh, uh, and so, you know, the power chords and the... And the uh, you know the, the the strident guitars that are that are associated with Badfinger and stuff I've done in the past mm-hmm. just aren't on uh, apropos for that. Yeah. You know, so I had to play a little bit of slide here, which I hadn't done in years. Uh, so I played a little bit of slide. I I, uh, I tried to really kind of step back from that. You know, not do the big chords. Just just play with these guys. Gotcha. Are these background singers, uh, anybody we might know, or some people you grabbed it while you're in Memphis? Uh, you know, they're probably they're probably uh, well known down there as session singers. But uh, Carl Wise, the producer, picked them all up, uh, or picked them out, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, and he did all the sessions with them. I was up in Minnesota uh, by then. I wasn't involved in it. Okay. Uh, you know, I I really didn't want to make the same record again, which is pretty much what I'd been doing. Mm-hmm. I came to think of it like that anyway. Uh, you, you know, my records all go in a general kind of direction, you know. Right. Uh, and I just wanted to do something different. And you know what was great about it? When I was doing it and it was finished, it sounded so different. I got really paranoid about it. <laughs> yeah. Really, really incredibly paranoid, yeah. And uh, what am I doing? What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, I really did. started arguing with the producer and everything. Uh, but I eventually got off that and just relaxed about it and figured it's only a record, you know what I mean? It's, it's not to save the world or anything, so don't be worrying so much. And uh, I, the other idea that I got was that there are all these other cities in America, uh, around the world, I suppose, where the, there are very distinct kinds of music come from. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought, well, maybe I'll go to Kansas City and do a Kansas City record. There you go. You know what I mean? With nice rock and rock and piano and all of the rest of it. You know the way you know the way they record in Kansas City, uh, and uh, or maybe I could go to St. Louis and do like a Chuck Berry record or something. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, or go to Philadelphia, hmm. do that kind of stuff. You know, there are loads of different places, and hmm. I love the Chicago. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I like rhythm and blues and rock and roll. That's what I was raised with. So all these cities I'm talking about are all to do with rhythm and blues and rock and roll, you know. So, but it, but that was what the idea became. And if I do get the opportunity, I'll probably carry on like that. There you go. You know, good deal. Well, hey, we've uh, taken a lot of your time, but if if you if you can stay with us, we'll we'll play the um, the other songs with you if you want to uh, stick around for that. You got time? Sure, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kidding me? All right, I know you got your, your son with you. All right, so this is the second one. Um, Build a ship to Mars. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, it's a song about uh, uh, the way we um, 
we we use that we use everything uh, and send our guys off to war, and uh, you know the mullah sends his guys off to war, and we tell them that it's time to do your part, and the mullah says it's time to die, and uh, you know, and I'm I'm saying well I think it's time to build a ship to Mars, you know what? Why don't why don't we do that instead? You know, uh, and that's what the song about, and it came from. Uh, years ago, uh, one of the Bush guys, one of the Bush family, mm-hmm. uh, was running for president, and uh, one of the things he said was, uh, uh, when well, he started to talk about building a ship to Mars. I, you know, I, and, and for some reason, that thing stayed in my head. Hmm. And uh, then the Gulf War started. Ah. You know, and, and uh, I wanted to, I wanted to write something about it, and. Uh, uh, there's a lot better things we can do with them, with our, you know, with our assets, if you like, with our men and our women and our money and our power, you know, uh, there are a lot better things to do. And, uh, that's all it was about, really. It was, I suppose, me trying to be a pundit or something. <laughs> all right, here we go. Short <laughs> clip of uh, Build a Ship to Mars. All right. They tell you that it's time to go. Thinking that it's right There's a bridge in there as well, with the, uh, which is like the cocktail party in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the tempo of the thing sounds, and there's the clinking glasses and the <laughs> stuff like that. All right, fun. Well, see, we don't want to spoil it for everybody because then they won't go buy it. We're going to make them have to hear the rest when they get the CD or download it or however people get CDs now. All right, next up is uh, Only When It Rains, another rain. You know, that's a love song. Uh, I wanted to say I love you without saying I love you. And uh, so only when it rains, only in the morning, only when the world goes round. Uh, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really all it is. All right, here we go. That's really all it is. A little love song. All 
one. That's very nice. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, actually, I kind of, at least when you were going through the only win it, only win it, all those lines, it reminded me very much of uh, the Moody Blues for some reason. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. That's a nice compliment, huh? It was. Joey Mar returned to Memphis is the CD. Now, do you have a hard time saying I love you, or you just wanted to write a song about not saying No, I just wanted to, uh, you know, I just wanted to do that, you know, when I got that idea. I love the, uh, the rhythm part of it, and I love the, the, the way the words rolled. And I kind of had written half of the words and everything in that little chorus that was just coming up. Uh, I'd already thought I'd, I'd written this that far before I realized kind of what I was doing. You know, <laughs> that's when I started to get stuck on the words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next up we got uh, Got a, uh, let's see, yeah, got a Feeling. Yeah, yeah it's, what's, a, what's uh, this? it's a rock and roll song. Well, a little bit of rock. Um, cool. I got a feeling it's all right to be in love is is really the title of it, but um, I don't know. That's just a little boppy little song. All right, here we go. Yeah. That's my mark. Memphis action going on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Several people in the chat room. We have a chat room going um, online while, while you're talking to us. And uh-huh. uh, people that are listening are saying that uh, that song was boppy. I <laughs> <laughs> think it's very boppy. Boppy. But tell us boppy, about the next. Yeah, and you know what? It's, uh, one of the things I like about it, it's got somewhere to go when we get it on stage. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's a what good do you, What do you mean it has somewhere to well, go? Just, uh, the energy level picks up yeah. when you're on stage, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to that experience. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I like that yeah. one. Okay, the next one uh, uh, is, is called Yesterday. Uh, yeah. What is yeah. it about? Okay, um, the, uh, my, uh, I had a tune. That the melody of this next song I've had for years. And I could never do the words. For some reason, I couldn't get the words, so I was always singing it phonetically, singing about sweaters and things like that. <laughs> and about five years ago, four years ago, so my eldest brother, Frank, came over to visit me from England, came with his wife, Ethel. 
and they stayed with us for a few days. And during those few days, Frank and I got to talking uh, more than we ever had in our lives. You know, he was my eldest brother. He was almost 20 years older than me. And so, uh, you know, I, you know, I did what he, I did, he did what he did. And we, after, we, after I grew up, I very rarely saw him, mm-hmm. other than to say, how have you been, how's it going, you know, like that kind of stuff. And it was just something to sit down with him and talk about life and what he thought and what he liked to do with himself, stuff like that. And it turned out we liked to do a lot of the same things. And uh, we talked about uh, some of the stuff that's talked about in the song. Um, and so if you listen to the words, uh, you'll hear what we talked about. Uh, yesterday we talked about the future. and Can we make it better? Can we make us whole? Uh, you know, who's to say you've never heard a preacher? You know, that's what it's about. It's just about two brothers uh, sitting and talking uh, and finding out that, that we agreed on most things. You know? Funny how that happens, right? Yeah, it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> all right, here we go. This is yesterday. It's all right to be a boy or Yesterday we talked about a preacher made out of a teacher come to save our soul. obvious question is what does your brother think about this this song <laughs> well he you liked know? it <laughs> yeah <laughs> good. Uh, good yeah it he is, liked it is it. now once we, once we all grow up it we all get closer it's it's very strong i have an older brother that's 11 years older than me and we were never i mean there was no reason to be close you know except for him as a babysitter to me and once we became grown-ups, it's like the, that gap just went away. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, right, that's right. Then you, exactly, exactly. Yes. Nobody yes. wants to play with you when you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Torture you. Yeah, yeah. So I was happy, and I was really happy to finish the song uh, and get, get it out and get it gone from my brain. <laughs> it moved to something else. We're glad you didn't call it, you know, sweaters or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the next worst. one that we're going to play uh, is titled Hero. Um, oh, yeah. Without telling us who your hero is, if you don't want to, um, is this what, uh, is this a, what it a is, song uh, of admiration I, I, to someone? Reading. No, it's not about particular someone. It's about, uh, um, I've been reading about kids. Uh, 
growing up, going to school, going through all the college and everything, and, and uh, not being able to get a job and ending up being back at home. And uh, from my own experience with my children, uh, I know they hated it. You know, they hated the idea of coming back home. And so uh, that's, that's, what it, that's what the song started out about. And uh, the idea, the chorus came to me of uh, when we're raising the kids, and that's how we raise them. Uh, uh, get upstairs, become some kind of hero, you know? Uh, that's really all I can tell you about it. Uh, uh, it was inspired by that, by the kids having to go home and live with their parents because they couldn't find work. And uh, the rest just came naturally. All right, Hopefully. here we go. This is Hero, a clip from Hero. I hope you like it. <laughs> All these years I've been running blind From what you told me and now I find There's a life of another kind inside you All right, Hello? that's not the right song? No, that's not Hero. Uh, Which one I, is that? I, that's a song called All I Ever Dreamed. Okay, all right. Yeah. So let me try. It'll be, the, it'll be the next song. Well, I don't know now. All right, let's do... Uh, <laughs> tell me if this one's it. No, that's not it. <laughs> now, all right, so we'll... All right, that, tell you, let me tell you what's happened. All right. I uh, I changed the order ah, of the record, yeah. and I forgot to change the order of the master. Yeah. <laughs> so the list of titles on the sleeve is different than the, the, the same songs, uh-huh. but the titles are in a different order. We can do this. Yeah. We'll so that song, song, and then you can tell us uh, about the song. How about that? The song, yeah, yeah. The, okay, do that, yeah. Okay, so let's do this one again, and then um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it after it's over. Okay, boss. All right, here we go. All these years I've been running blind From what you told me and now I find There's a life of another kind inside you I have shed in vain For a time that is just the same Just the same as it is today Beside you And all I ever dreamed I dreamed about us Sad, yes. Song about the uh, about the past, uh, um, and uh, just in my experience doing all those concerts, um, huge places, and you felt like the audience and you were on the same page. Mm. 
uh, we were trying to change the world, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and you felt that kind of closeness. And I believe that's gone now. Uh, um, I, re- uh, I really do, and, that, and that's all it was about. All I ever dreamed in, in those days was about, was about us, uh, uh, you know, for the best. And uh, it turned out, all of, you know, I realized that, that we all grew up. Uh, we all went off and got our families and, you know, had our children and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's really, uh, I think, what we end up dreaming about. Uh, I don't know, but... And that's what the song's about. Uh, uh, just growing up, um, believe in one thing, uh, but you find out that it's really not like that at all, you know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. All right, okay, let's try another one. You'll tell us what it is after we... Uh... Okay. Here goes another one. I guess it's hard to be the one This is Hero When everybody else is stand out When everybody has a gun And if it gets a little scary We'll leave the light on while you sleep So you know the whole world's caring And you know the world's asleep You gotta grow background singers there oh yeah yeah i love it yes yeah yep very nice okay so we've got I, I already talked about that song yeah yeah we're all in the loop on that one so let's uh <laughs> let's try another one which i'm afraid to say what i got a title because it's probably not right but we'll um <laughs> talk about it on the end here we go okay It's called All I Need Is Love, and uh, it's just a little play on words, and that's really <laughs> it. It's, it's yeah. kind of a little boogie song, yeah. yeah. And I had labeled, right? So we're good there. Very nice. <laughs> okay, everybody, you're listening to RugginRadio.com. We have Joey Mullen from Bad Finger on 
our show, and we are playing his new album, Return to Memphis, and we're having a good time doing it. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's always good. And everybody, in the, uh, you know, we have a, a live chat room that goes on during the show, and the feedback has been extremely positive for your new uh, CD. So that's well, thank you very much, and thank them very no, very much. They don't mess around. If they don't like it, they'll tell us. They're, well, that's uh, good. That's what we need. Yeah, these, that's what we need. Honest mu- music lovers. All right, <laughs> so uh, let's do the next clip, and we'll discuss on the backside. Here we go. It was just about to come in. Oh, did uh, I put it on that one? It goes, it goes on to, to uh, you know, is it, is it any wonder? Is it even close to being a wonder? And I'm just talking about living and life, really. Um, you know, uh, I've got a kind of a mishmash of beliefs about, or beliefs rather, mm-hmm. about uh, about what we're doing here, uh, what happens when we, when we're gone, uh, if we do come back. Uh, and, and uh, you know, what happens then? And do we really have anything to do with our fate, or is it just uh, put on us? You know, like, we were, I don't know whether whether you believe in karma or whatever. Uh, do we have to make up for stuff? Do we have to make up for time? Uh, do we have any rights at all in this existence? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, it's just about that. Oh, nice. So this is... Uh... If you want to hear the rest of the lyrics and stuff, you're going to have to get it. Return to Memphis. You can go to badfingersite.com and probably figure out how to get it. Or I'm sure it's in iTunes and Amazon. It's on, it's on all the uh, – yeah, it's on Amazon and all that on iTunes and everything, you know. Yeah. All right, so this last track, uh, to me, uh, from my listeners, is it uh, seems to be kind of the most uh, guitar-winning rocking, I guess, if, I'm, if, I'm, if my memory serves me well. So uh, is this uh, Still I Love You? Is that the last one we haven't played yet? Yeah, that's what it's called, yeah, Still I Love You, yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about it. It's um, a song I wrote basically about the music business uh, and and the music life uh, because my experience of it all has been a bit, uh, I don't know, it's enough enough to make you cry, really. (laughs) Yeah. you know, it hasn't it hasn't been the, the most uh, uh, most beautiful experience, but I love the music so much. I love to play so much, and that's all I ever did this for. Uh, uh, I never really imagined being in a band or being a singer or making it records. Uh, I just imagined playing the guitar, and uh, and that's what I did. And uh, the, all these things have happened to me. 
you know? And really, that's what the song's about, and it goes on quite a long time. I actually uh, blew my voice uh, doing the end, doing the chorus on it. Uh, I only sang the song, I think, twice. Uh, And it's the first take. The vocal is the first take. Okay. Um, So that's what it's about. Uh, I just still love it. Uh, Still, I love you. (laughs) If it was about the music business, it might be a three-hour song or so, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is about just loving the music, which is what what got us started in the first place, which is cool. Great story. All right, so we'll play that, and then we actually have some callers. Uh, People get excited, want to talk to you, if you can just hang out with us. So. Um, here we go, folks. This is the last on the CD clip for you, and we'll be right back. I've been taking it easy so far. I've been casting my nets, waiting for the X to Excellent, man. It's, it's got a little bit of ways to go, that song, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really gets going. But anyway, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you playing them all, man. That's yeah, right. I wish we could play them all, but I don't want to do that. You know, we want everybody to get a little teaser. Everybody says they're going to go get it, so we're in good shape. They'll get to hear all of it multiple times, which is the way music should be played, so we get you know get to hear it and <laughs> understand it. We do have some callers if you still can hang with us. We've got uh, people want to say hello. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very good. All right. So let's start with somebody who's been very patient with us. Area code seven eight seven. You're with us. Hi. Hello. 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 Joey. <laughs> yes. Jose Nieves from Puerto Rico. Hey, Jose. How are you? <laughs> Great. How are you well. enjoying the program? Uh, Congratulations good, good. on uh, on the record. As, as uh, you know, I've had it for a little while now, and uh, uh, it's a great uh, new direction uh, in your catalog of of, uh, of music. And uh, just really, really enjoying the program. Uh, Carl Weiss did an excellent job, and uh, the mu- musicians were were excellent. I really love that bass player. He's he's uh, phenomenal. Uh, Dave Smith, so, yeah, he's great, great. Yeah, so just wanted to say hello and congratulate everybody there on the program uh, for uh, such a wonderful time. Well, thank you, Jose. Take care. Thanks for the call, man. Okay. All right, thank you. I think that was our very first caller from Puerto Rico. Very fun. Oh. <laughs> Where's that yeah. something there? Listening all the way over there, man. Oh, we got people listening from all over Hawaii and uh, UK. We got them all over the place. Wow. Yeah. So 
So uh, a little international feel going on here. Okay, speaking of, we got some not Memphis, but close, sort of. We got Nashville, Tennessee. Six one five, you're with us. Hey, Doug and Mel and Joey, how are you? I'm good. Well, are you good, Doug? Is this David? Yes. Greetings hey, from David, Nashville. What's yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joey, wanted to ask. Uh, a while back, you—I don't know if it was a one-off gig, but you did some work with John Butcher, a really good Boston-based Oh yeah, based yeah, guitar. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that right. just like a, a, a one-off show? Uh, yeah. He and I used to go out. Um, we did. We'd actually played together several times before that. Uh, a charity uh, that we both do and take part out. It's out in Boston, and. Uh, We'd done a few of those together, and uh, we decided maybe to do a few few dates. So a little band was put together with John and myself and uh, James Montgomery, the um, the harmonica player, singer. And the yeah, three of us really went good, out and did really, some shows together. Really, really, so it was really good. A lot of fun. Uh, let uh, like like to see y'all out on the road because uh, he is really good as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I think if somebody would have put, would have put some dates together, we would have we would have continued playing, you know. But we just did a few dates up in the New England area, you know. Right. Great well, fun, though. He's Joey, a lovely the, guy and a great player. Oh yeah, really good. But Joey, in the in the great grand scheme of things, at the end of the day, do you think that that for better or worse, Badfinger could have done better or worse if they hadn't signed with Apple? Um, no, I don't think so. I think the band would have done a lot of the same stuff. Um, you know, we were all, that was all our frame of mind there back then. Um, and I think actually being with Apple helped us a great deal, helped to break us as a band for sure. You know, people paid attention to us a little bit more because we were affiliated with the Beatles. Right. You know, uh, so, so it did help us a great deal. Um, and it may be, uh, you know, who knows if we would have had hit records without that behind us. You know, I, but I we did always, get play on the radio because the, of it. We do, you know what I mean? Right. I just always wondered from the standpoint that, you know, people, you know, being associated with Beatles and they expect you, you know, well, it's just supposed to be the next Beatles and you can't just be yourself. Well, and, you know, you know. We, yeah, we, we weren't expecting to be the next Beatles and we certainly weren't planning on being the next Beatles. Uh, as far as we were concerned, uh, the Beatles were the best band in the world. Um, we were just a little band, and we happened to be lucky enough to get signed to their label. You know, they, somebody at the label liked our songs, uh, or liked the Ivy songs, which is the original band that signed to Apple. Uh, right. After this, after we got signed, uh, and after I joined the band, and we were Badfinger, all we did from then on was just do our best. We bought the best songs we had. Well, we bought all our songs. And we, you know, the band would make the decisions, and we made records, um, and they were successful. So uh, well, that's, that's awesome. But Joey, thanks so much for coming on and for your, you know, just direct honesty. And uh, you know, it's been a been a really good show, and I uh, hope we can have you back on again sometime. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And you, honesty is the best policy. I always say. Uh, you can always deal with you can always deal with the truth. That's my policy. So, you know. Yes, but I uh, definitely appreciate you being on. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, right, David. Thanks for the call all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. All right, we have area code 
512. You're with us. Austin. Hello. Hello. Hey there, Joey. This is Mott from Austin, Texas, USA. How are you doing, darling? I'm doing good, my love. How are you? I'm better now that I tuned in. I was having a crappy day. Rundgren Radio always helps, but you've been a delight to listen to. Well, thank you very much. And I know that kind of day. I've had a few of those days myself. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't it suck? It reality bites. Anyway, (laughs) um, I got in a little late, so I didn't get to hear all of your um, show, sadly. But I have to just make a couple comments, and I hope this isn't offensive at all, because I, I like these people. You, your music um, reminds me of some Ian McLaughlin and Small Faces, and uh, I don't know, your, your, your vibe is just really positive, and I, I like what I'm hearing, but you just remind me so much of Small Faces. So I hope you take that as a compliment. Oh, I do. And in fact, uh, uh, Ian lives down there, doesn't he? Yes, you should, you should come down and jam. I, there I, in Austin, and I did some dates with him last year. You did? You know, we did, we, we did shows together in, uh, on the Faces tour. Badfinger opened for the Faces. Well, bloody on, hell. On the I'm, Circus tour. So that's when we really kind of first met back then. And that's a great compliment to me because those guys made soul music. Oh, sweet. You know, they, well, that's, uh, they, they made heart not... music. And, uh, so that's a great compliment, and I thank you very much for it. Well, lovely. Please come back, because I'm sorry I missed you playing with him. I'd love to see that. So bring yeah, your, bring your happy ass well, with Austin. I think your music would go over very well here. Well, thank you very much. And we're supposed to be coming to Texas, uh, but I haven't been there in years. You know that? Well, uh, through Texas, to... come to Austin. That's utopia in the middle of redneck land. Sorry, sorry, Dallas. <laughs> oh, I've Dallas been to Antones. <laughs> Pardon? Oh, yeah. I've been to I've been to Ant's homes and uh, oh yeah Evan Jones and the H bombs and all that. Huh. Cool. Okay, so <laughs> they're telling me rock. to cut it short, but I just want to tell you I love what I heard. I hope I get to meet you one day and hug you. Thank you for the music, and I would love to hear a Todd Rundgren story by you, negative or positive. Either way, it would be hysterical. Go for it. Oh. <laughs> okay. She just came love. in late. All right. Bye bye, and thank you for calling, my love. All right. Peace. Bye bye. I bet I know. <laughs> I missed awesome. earlier stories, but maybe there's one we missed. Uh, all right, we got a uh, – let me make sure I'm right here. Okay, we got 561. You're with us. Yeah, you there? Yes. You, you hear me? Hello? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Joey. Hey. How are you, man? I'm okay. Good. I'm nice okay. Speak. How are you? Nice to speak. I'm good, man. Uh, great show tonight. You've been a great guest. Well, thank you. Um, I just was curious, what did you think of the Dan Matavina book? Um, you know what? I'm actually uh, in the process of reading that book. I've never read it. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Uh, no, I, I heard all about it when it came out. And um, mm-hmm. it was very, very uh, kind of heartbreaking, if you like, um, both my wife and I, particularly uh, my wife, uh, it made my wife cry uh, because what we heard about it was that it made it made Kathy and, and I look like some kind of instigators and uh, fermenters of trouble and stuff. And of course, that wasn't the case. Uh, um, my wife uh, Kathy uh, loved the band uh, and had no 
wishes to manage the band or, or do anything you know like that, but she loved the band and, and was ferocious about it in that mm. love. And uh, so uh, all these years later, uh, I decided I'm going to read the book and actually okay. see what it says. Now, uh, on the positive side, um, I believe there's loads of really good information like dates and uh, uh, stuff like that. Um, it's loaded with detail, yes. Yeah, I, um, I, I hope uh, that he hasn't uh, or, or that he didn't try and assume that he knew what the band was thinking mm-hmm. or he knew the reasons why the band did things uh, or made the decisions we did. I hope he doesn't think that because I'll tell mm-hmm. you here and now there is nobody in the world outside of the members of a band that know what goes on in that band. That's for damn sure. nobody that's privy to that. You know, yep. the managers, like a- the agents, the roadies, the wives, the girlfriends. And I had uh, arguments with my own wife about this. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Uh, yep. People think they know what you're thinking. And they don't right. know what you're thinking. You know? So, right. Uh, right. I just hope he didn't make those assumptions. And, and plus, at the time when he was doing it, I don't know what he was doing. I think it was like a hamburger flipper or something like that. Uh, he decided to <laughs> okay. write a, band, a, a book about our band. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to cooperate with it. And I told him I was That's already I was talking. To... Mm-hmm. I, don't, I was already talking to the man who wrote the Jerry the, uh, Lewis biography. Uh, the, the, the guy had already been very successful doing a biography or an autobiography. Uh, not a biography, yeah. And I was talking to him about doing it. There, there was, simply wasn't a market for a bad finger book at the time that Matavina did that book. And that's mm-hmm. why he ended up publishing it himself. Anyway, he took my refusal uh, um, personally, like I did it because I didn't like him. I see. It had nothing to do with him. It was just what I considered the right thing to do. And he went ahead and did the book, and of course, it's, it's, all, it's all leaning in that direction. Well, you know, I don't know if you agree with that, but uh, that's the impression what? I got of it. And finally, after all these years, I'm going to read the book, and I'm thinking about doing an annotated version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah. the, I can read comments in there, and I can make a comment about that, can't I? That would be great. That would be I, great. Think you're right. I don't know if they'll allow me to do it, but I, I thought maybe that might be a good idea here. And I'm not out to bring the guy down. I know he loved the band. I know he loved Peter, you know. Right. And I know he's got to make yeah. a living, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely written uh, by a, a fan, but, yeah, there was a, there was a slant there that, that you're right about. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 the man has caused a lot of trouble. And a lot yep. of fracture in the relationships between uh, the band estates, where it used to be the band members uh, when the guys were alive, and, the, uh, and, uh, and myself. You know, I, it's kind of awkward for me to go and visit different people now. Uh, um, you know, I've got enemies in Swansea where I used to have nothing but friends. Still, really. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, still, still. Well, like you yeah. Well, like you said, that you know, only you, only only the band members know what really went on. So, and that's that's and how it is. You know, it'd be great if you could find interviews uh, somewhere uh, where we were arguing, 
or anybody saw us mm-hmm. arguing, shouting about right. stuff. You know, you never read about it. I never read Pete saying an article anywhere, but these guys are pissing me off. You know, there's a lot of... It's, it's, it's just weird. It's just very weird, yeah. all that stuff. You know, so anyway, onward and upward. You know, let's go right. forward here. <laughs> you know, right. I'm really happy uh, about the, the baby blue thing. It's great. That is I excellent. tell people Peter Ham wrote this song, and I, Tommy Evans wrote this one. You know, and that's that's uh, that's my game. That's how I play it. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah, man. Pete yeah. was a genius, and you guys were awesome. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for calling, yeah. Dave. Thanks for calling. You got in. It, man. Thank hey, you. Hey, he was Take talking care. about a book, so I need to mention that you and Billy James wrote a book called "When I Was a Boy: My Life with Badfinger." I That's was right, wondering, yeah. did you enjoy the book writing process? And is there, you just said you might do an annotated version of, of the Madavina uh, book. Do you yeah, have any I, other books? I really want to work with, with Billy as well and complete the book that we, we did together. Um, okay. He's done, you know, he, Billy's a great journalist and, and uh, he was very fascinated by the story and, and a bad thing, a fan as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, I think it'll be good. And of course, he's done a lot of books, Billy, hasn't he? Sure. You know, he's sure. done the Alice Cooper band book, and the, you know, he's just done loads of them. Yeah, he's done a couple of Todd books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Very good. All right. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, our friend from Puerto Rico has called back. Let's just double check right here. It's our last call. Seven eight seven. You're with us again. Our, yeah, with us it's uh, Jose Nieves from Puerto Rico again. Now that we're speaking about uh, books. And biographies, uh, let's not forget to mention uh, Badfinger and Beyond, uh, Joey's book with uh, Michael Cimino, uh, which is also available through Amazon and I guess uh, quite a few other sites. Uh, it, it's a very interesting read, uh, and it, it goes beyond uh, Joey's uh, time with Badfinger, um, and I think it's, uh, it gives a good balance uh, to the other book that was mentioned. Uh, which yeah. I also agree is, is slanted in, in one direction. So uh, if you're going to go out and buy a Badfinger book, buy Badfinger and Beyond. Badfinger and Beyond on Amazon. Yeah. All right. Hey, good tip, man. We appreciate that. Okay. All Bye-bye. right. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks, Jose. Yeah. Badfinger and Beyond. All right. That's the one I'm going to read. The other one, you know, it's a bunch of BS. I don't want to read it. All right. Very good. So, Joey, we've really – Appreciate having you. You've been very, very generous with your time, and everybody is loving the CD and says they're going to buy it. And uh, well, God bless you. Great That's time. Good fantastic. information. Fantastic, man. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, sure. Sorry we kept you so long. I know you got your son over there, but uh, have, a, have a great evening, and uh, we hope to have you on again sometime. I hope so, boss. I hope so. All right. Hope to see you live on the road sometime, too. Thank you, Doug, and thank you, my lady. It's been a pleasure. Loved it. All right. Well, good right. night, good night, Gino. Night, night. I think all we right, might have time, Doug, to play all of the uh, uh, "Take It All" song, or or whichever one you want to choose. Yeah, oh yeah, up. yeah, the "Take It All" song. Yeah, yeah, we'll play that, no doubt. If you want to stick around with us. All right, everybody, that's a, a wrap. We uh, definitely appreciate our special guest, Joey Mullen, formerly a Bad Finger. He's still on the road. You can check him out. Just go to badfingersite.com. The is returned to Memphis. You heard it. There are clips of it, so now you got to hear all of it. All right, we're going to start with um, – I'm sorry, what was that? I didn't say anything. Oh, okay, all right. Well, you're welcome.
All right, here we go. This is uh, the full song, Take It All. This is Todd Rundgren covering a Bad Finger song on his album Reproduction from a few years ago. Uh, here we go. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
Good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, man. <laughs> you liked it? Yeah, it's nice. Pretty cool. It's a little yeah, different, but it, it stays true to the original, too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. As he sings the melody and everything, it's very, very nice. And it's lovely when the vocal, the harmony comes in. Well, really that's a fan of that got to, uh, she won the audition and got to sing backup. That was uh, Laura Botton, I believe is her name. Yeah. Uh, Laura Botton? Button? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Went to a fantasy camp and got to be on an album. Yeah. <laughs> was that? Was I, yeah, I did a few of those fantasy camps myself. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was a, what do they call him, a counselor. Oh, who are you? Camp counselor. Yeah. <laughs> counselor Mullen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was fun. All right, man. Good deal. Well, thanks again for being on. We really appreciate it. Well, uh, you're welcome, and thank you very much. Thanks for having me, man. Sure. Appreciate it. Really do. So much. All right. You good take deal. care. All right, everybody. That is uh, definitely a wrap this time because we're running out of time, but uh, we'll see you on the fly next time. Here we go. Live yes, online talk radio for Todd fans. This is RunGreenRadio.com. <laughs> good night to you guys. Good night. Good night, and thank you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. All right. Hey, Mel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here we go. I get it. I um, disappeared from the studio. All right, everybody, I don't know if we're doing a show next week or not, but uh, if we are, we'll let you know. We will send you Toodles. a newsletter. Just sign in on RungrenRadio.com on the Join Us. Did you say Toodles? I said Toodles. All right, peace out. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RungrenRadio.com. My people!